Welcome back to the Tipsy Tailgate podcast presented by Tipsy Tailgate Media. I'm Aiden. I'm Ben. And uh, we're bringing you episode 12 of the Tipsy Tailgate, um, a podcast that we've got on all socials, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, uh, Twitter, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. So make sure to subscribe, follow us there, and keep up with all of our content. Um, But we want to start the show on a little bit of a somber note. Um, Ben's going to touch on it right now. Yeah, obviously, uh, the DeMar Hamlin situation um, happened Monday night, went into cardiac arrest um, on Cincinnati's field. Obviously, a terrible situation, and something like this is so much more important than than the sports that we watch uh, every week. Um, So, obviously, we just want to, along with the rest of the sports world, offer our thoughts and prayers with DeMar and his family. Uh, Obviously, a terrible situation. Uh, but we're we're rooting for him and we're praying for him to to pull through this. Well said, Ben. Um, our thoughts and prayers uh, go out to him and his family. Uh, I believe he's currently uh, in critical condition yep. still. And uh, there were reports from last night that he got for, he went from 100% needing oxygen to down to 50%, which is an encouraging sign. Um, so hopefully uh, things stay on the up and up for him and uh, he makes a full recovery. But yep. like like Ben said, we offer our thoughts and prayers uh, as long as well as the rest of the uh, sports world. Um, But in other news, um, you know, right before we got on here, as you know, we've got, we've got a podcast together called speaking socks. And as if you're any socks fan, you know how rough this past year, year and a half has been. That's two years, really. Ever since the ACS, just awful. Exactly. And uh, you know, things might be looking up now because we just got the monster Woj bomb tweet from passing from all those guys. And uh, it's, it's literally Rafi Devers signing 11 year, $331 million contract um, plus one year for 2023, which is 17 and a half million making the total contract 348 and a half million dollars for 12 years. The biggest deal in Red Sox history. What are your thoughts? He deserves it. I'm I'm obviously I'm jumped up. I'm hyped up about this as I'm sure you are as well. And the rest of the Sox nation Um, easily the best player on the team. Even when Xander was here by far the best player Uh, to me, an MVP caliber third baseman. I think he will win a couple MVPs during his time with the Sox. Uh, but yeah, this is this is really just a great moment for us right now because, as you just said, the last two years have been awful in terms of the money that we're spending and what we're doing to this roster. This is a really um, encouraging sign. Maybe the goal has been the whole time, Aiden, let's rebuild around our youngest and best commodity, Rafi Devers, which is what this uh, signing is showing us. And we even, we paid less up, in my opinion, $100 less than we would have to pay next offseason if we yeah. wanted to take care of it then, because I think that would have been about a $450 million deal, and rightfully so. He's that good of a player. Uh, but, yeah, I'm jazzed up. I'm hyped up, uh, ready to go uh, with the Sox again. I love it. Yeah, I think we learned a little bit from losing Xander this year and not giving yeah. him that contract in the offseason before. Has a great year again. Now he's on a level that we weren't, I guess, comfortable to pay. But I think we learned from our mistakes. Uh, a couple of things I want to say here is um, it needed to be done. This needed to yes. be done. Uh, let's not be in awe as Red Sox fans because this is the first time I, th- I believe we've gone out of contract in the 300 millions um, for a team that is this historic, this uh, big. You know, there's iconic, no, exactly iconic. iconic. There's no reason why um, we should be penny pinching. So uh, let's make this the normal. Let's not yeah. be in awe. 
Um, but with that said, finally, good for the ownership, good for uh, Haim to get on it and yep. make deal happen. Um, another thing that I want to touch on is maybe, maybe this has to do with, like you said, building around Devers, but Devers becomes the center, the centerpiece there. And, and then we have a guy like, you know, Marcelo Myers coming up. We've got Brian Bayo, who's, who's a young pitcher. We've got guys like that in our minors, Tristan Casas, but I've heard he's been getting some trade value, uh, and rumors around him, um, whether, whatever it is, we're building youth. You know, what if that means we're going to eye down a guy like Juan Soto or Shohei Otani in the off season, then, you know, it kind of explains why you've been a little bit, you know, exactly. Yeah. And you, you transitioned right perfectly right to my next point. This is the kind of signing that sets you up for having a plan next season. Honestly, it doesn't look like they have much of a plan for this season right now, uh, which is, Fine for me at this moment, I'm not going to lie to you, given that you just locked up Rafi. To me, that was the goal for this whole season was to get him locked up, and you already did it. So go into the next offseason, you know what your situation is now with Devers, having him locked up for over a decade, which is just insane to me that we're going to be lucky enough to have him for over the next decade. Uh, But yeah, like you just said, I would rather get Soto than Otani, I think. I think that he would just fit in better. I don't really know why, just kind of a gut feeling there. I think Otani's a better player. I'd just rather have Soto. Uh, but I think it's perfect uh, that you now have your centerpiece, as you just said, locked up, and now you know the pieces that you need to move around to to build a championship-level team. Completely agree. Um, that was a little bit of breaking news that we just wanted to cover, um, but we're going to get back into our normally um, show that we usually get into. We're going to talk about, you know, AFC playoffs, wild card. It's, you know, full swing, obviously, um, a lot up in the air after that Monday night game, as we touched on in the beginning. But uh, if we're going to talk about wild card here, the Patriots have the opportunity at eight and eight to be winning in. If they win, they are in in, in the playoffs um, playing that Bills team that um, obviously, you know, a lot of emotions. Nobody really knows what the situation is, whether the game's going to go on at its regular scheduled time, rescheduled. Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. But um, as far as right now, we could only speculate. Um, with that said, if the game does happen, Patriots are winning in. If we're in, uh, winning in, if we win, we make the wild card. Then we've got the Dolphins who need to win and needs the, and needs the Patriots to lose at eight and eight. Obviously, they just lost us last week. So that helped our case in the tiebreaker. The Steelers uh, need the Patriots and the Dolphins to lose, and they need a win at eight and eight to sneak in the playoffs, which yep. would be incredible. I mean, the amount of games they've had comeback wins. Kenny yeah. Pickett is impressive. Uh, Tomlin is just all time coach. He's unreal. He's unreal. Um, great for him. And then the Titans at seven and nine. Um, you know, interesting situation there. Josh Dobbs is now the starter. They don't really know yeah. what's going on. Um, they're seven and nine. They need all three of those teams to lose and them to win to uh to make that wild card spot so what are you going with ben what do you think um who do you think wraps out and finishes off this wild card position here okay so i'm gonna give a long-winded and complicated answer because to me this wild card chase depends on whether or not the chiefs win their game on i believe they play saturday i believe they play saturday play the raiders yeah against the raiders and I will be at that game, actually. Will you really? I will be. I'm going That's to Vegas. Amazing. I will be at that game. Good yeah. for you. Good for you. So if they, 
If they win this game, they have the number one seed locked up. Buffalo has no chance to get it. So if the Chiefs win, I would not be surprised at all by Buffalo benching, benching guys against Especially the after last week. Exactly. And, you know, just I wouldn't be surprised if they're not playing all their top dogs and then the Patriots are able to beat them because they're not playing guys. But then again, what if the Chiefs lose? Then the Bills are playing everyone. I don't see the Pats beating the the Bills at full strength. I just don't see it happening. I think the Bills are a far better team, uh, and they have their numbers. So why would the Pats go into Buffalo and beat them? Uh, So honestly, I'm going to give my most objective answer here and not look at the other games on the schedule to base my answer on. I would go with the Steelers. I think the Steelers are catching lightning in a bottle here. Um, I honestly think that they played extremely well given the talent on their roster. I don't think they're a very good roster, uh, but as you just said, Kenny Pickett and Mike Tomlin and TJ White, you got to put them in there too. Uh, all three of those guys are performing admirably down the stretch of the season. So I'm going to go with the Steelers to snag the last wild card. So I could see a scenario, uh, like you said, with the Patriots there. Um, if I had to go with one of the teams, that I think is the most playoff ready team. Um, I'm going with the dolphins. It's just, they're in a tough situation. I think that, you know, Tua. I I'm hearing stuff that he's not trending towards playing. I believe. I believe he is out. I believe he is out. And I think Teddy Bridgewater might've broken into something in his hand. Mm -hmm. So it might be back down to that third string quarterback to win them a game and potentially make it to the playoffs against a good defense, Aiden as well. A very good defense. Exactly. So, you know, in terms of the team that I think is most fit to make to play make the playoffs, and in terms of the team that if they did make the playoffs and Tua came back, would be able to win some games and make some noise. Exactly, it's easy I, the Dolphins. Yeah, exactly. I think that is one hundred percent the Dolphins. With that said, I don't know how much they could win with their third string. They could have. You never know, though. You throw Tyree Kill there as a punt returner. You give him some end arounds. Jalen Waddle. I mean, they could make plays. I wouldn't count them out. Um, but obviously, like you mentioned, Patriots winning in. If there's some situation with the Bills there, where whether it's emotionally charged uh, benching or uh, something of that nature, or it has to do with the Chiefs winning their game, I could 100% see it. It's it's how you know it's kind of how the chips are falling. It seems yep, like yep. as of right now. So uh, I'm going Pats. But if the Finns make it and two is back for that that wild card game. Don't count them out. Yeah, I wouldn't count them out either. And just a little bit to add to your point, wouldn't the Bills rather play the Pats than the Dolphins in the playoffs? Like, wouldn't they rather play the Pats? Because yeah, you have the Dolphins. The Dolphins could very well beat the Bills. They already have this year. They already have. And the last time that the Pats, the last time the Patriots were able to beat the Bills, it was in that crazy game in Buffalo where there was like. 40 mile an hour wins. The Patriots haven't actually beat Buffalo in like five games. So I wouldn't be surprised if another piece to Buffalo sitting there guys outside of not being able to get the number one seed is that they would rather play the Patriots the next week in that wild card game. Exactly. You're right. So I, I could easily, I could easily see the Pats sneaking into the wild card because they don't deserve to be there. Yeah. Um. And what do you think happens if we do make that wild card spot? They get fucking smashed. They would get absolutely destroyed in Buffalo right. this week. They would get killed. I think so too. Um, okay, let's touch on the NFC side. We've got a little bit of a deal here where the Packers, similar similarly to the Patriots, can control their destiny. Yep. Um, they win, they're in. Um, and it's a little bit of a weird situation here because 
you have uh you've got teams like the Seahawks who also are eight and eight but because the, the Packers have the tiebreaker over the Seahawks they win they're in at that seven spot um and then another team that I want to mention we'll touch on both but the Buccaneers are the four seed as an eight and eight team they clinched the uh the division last week with a impressive win maybe their most impressive win of the year um that offense exploded I don't know where that's been all year Mike Evans finally decided to show up um Tom was throwing bombs last week yeah they were airing it out yeah so let's let's go Packers first what do you think you think they make it and if they make it are they making noise what do you think I fully expect them to make the playoffs and I expect them to make noise when they get there I expect them to win at least a wild card game based on how they've been playing the last like five weeks more more than five weeks um Another, I hate to give the Packers credit. I really do. I hate Aaron Rodgers, but this has been wildly impressive what he's been able to do uh, uh, towards the end of the season in this playoff chase. Um, I don't see the Lions beating them at all. I don't see that happening. Uh, that's just a tough environment uh, to ask the Lions to go into Lambeau. Sunday night football, last game of the year, you got to win it to get in. I just don't see that happening for Detroit. Uh, it's just it's built for the Packers to, to make the playoffs right now. Boy, would I love to see that, though. That would be amazing. It would be <laughs> amazing, but it's just – it's not going to happen. Yeah, I think the Packers finally figured out what they're doing. And I was I was saying this for most of the year. Why is A.J. Dillon not involved? The second they started involving him, they started winning games. They really took off. They just took off. I don't know what they were missing there. I don't know. Um, How my- crazy is it, too, that this is – this is the last – or I'm going to rephrase that. This is finally the year that the Niners should not want to see the Packers in the playoffs. Because in my opinion, the Packers are due to beat them at some point, right? And yeah. they're this hot right now. Quarterback, third. And then it's possible that you see each other in uh I believe they would see them in the wild card. I believe they would go to San Fran. So I mean, if I'm San Fran right now, I want nothing to do with Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Nothing. I don't want to see them at all. Okay. And then on the other you know, I have to agree with you with basically everything what you said. I think that the Packers could most likely make that spot. And if they make it, they're going to at least give you a hard fought game oh, yeah. um, in the playoffs. Yeah. And I could see, um, I could see them grabbing a win in that wild card game. Um, not much else though. I think one, I think they're a one and done or if they're lucky, you know, type of team. Yep. Um, now on the buck side, you know, they finally exploded. Like we just talked about if they're in, they're the four seed. What what do you think happens here? What what do you think is the ideal matchup for them, or what do you think you know happens? What's your prediction on on with this team? They they you know they struggled all year. Offense has been one of the lowest scoring offenses in the in the league. The defense has not been great. The running game's been terrible. What do you think? What do you think happens? I think the ideal matchup for them is the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I just think that as you you've been calling it, Dak's a walking interception right now. So. Dak throws a bad pick early in that game. You've already beaten the Cowboys. You beat them week one, I believe, this year, 19-3, to if I'm not mistaken. So you know that you can beat them. And the Bucs are the kind of team right now that they need the confidence of knowing that they can beat you because they're not playing their best football. I know that they played great last week, but this whole season has been kind of a shit show. So they need the kind of matchup that they know they can win early in the playoffs. And then who knows what happens after that? I'm not going to rule out Tom Brady completely. So I think the ideal matchup would be Dallas. Yeah. And and we always see Tom Brady basically every time in his career that he's been in the play in a playoff game, he's had the pressure on him where it's 
you know, you expect you're expected to win this game. Sean Payton was saying, I believe on on the herd, uh, that there's no pressure on them right now. They, yeah, you know, they're lucky they got in. You know, the Panthers almost won that division, so they're now just sneaking in. He said, always be careful of teams like that because that's how you know that's how like a team like like the Giants kind of caught fire, though we might have been the wild card. But yeah, teams like that, nothing, no expectations. You know, always watch out for them. And then you got Tom Brady running running the QB position. So I'm not counting them out. With that said, though, I think this is by far the least talented, most injured, worst team that um that Brady's had on the Bucks. So yeah. yes, you know, you you never know how he's gonna handle adversity there. Can other people he doesn't have the Edelman that, that'll carry him yep. with him if or they're Gronk. or Gronk, exactly. So uh interesting to see, but as I'm sure you're not, nobody's counting out Brady and uh, for good reason. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing we're going to touch on here, what's going on with the Eagles? They have lost, I believe, their last two since uh, Jalen Hurts has been hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, last week was an embarrassing loss. And the week before yeah. was a cow- a loss to the Cowboys, a little bit more understanding where they played well. They had, they had yes. moments. They play- and in the Cowboys game, I, I'm sure you disagree because you're huge on Jalen this year. I think Jalen's good. but not as good as you do. I think they would have lost that game to the Cowboys anyway. And I've been saying that all year that that was going to be a scheduled loss for the Eagles. So that one's really, I'm not really too worried about that one, but last week was bad. Last week was really bad. Um, And to me, the only thing that can fix that is Jalen coming back. Uh, That's just a huge morale boost for the Eagles going into the playoffs. Um, But I mean, are, are, is Jalen playing this week? Do we know if he's playing yet? He was limited in practice today. So, so uh, if he doesn't play, I bet they lose again. And then the Cowboys could steal that spot. And then the yeah. Eagles might have to play the Bucks, right? In the playoffs? I think so. And that wouldn't be ideal. I mean, that that's a tough – I think that's a tough playoff game for anyone playing Tom Brady. So, I mean, the, the Eagles got to win this week. I think it's a got to have it win for the Eagles. Um, I agree. This is, this is a huge week. And I think Jalen hurts will play for that reason. Yeah. Uh, another thing I want to mention though, is, you know, I've been so big on Jalen hurts and the Eagles this year. If you go back to our off season predictions, I predicted the Eagles to, uh, be a super bowl contenders. Not many other people, uh, kind of had them in that ranking. I had yeah, Jalen hurts Hertz MVP. Yeah. I had a Jalen hurts. Don't be surprised if he's in the MVP combo, you yeah. know? So here's my two cents on it. I've been high on the Eagles all year. They've actually been my, they're my pick to lose the chiefs in the super bowl uh, for a majority of the season right now with Jalen hurts coming back from injury. He's the least of my worries with the injury. They have lost lane Johnson, mm-hmm. probably the best tackle in all of football, uh, yep. right tackle in all of football. And he might be back for the playoffs. He's out for the regular season. That hurts a lot. Even so back in the playoffs, you're rusty. You're rusty. You've been out for weeks. And it's, I'm pretty sure it's an abdominal injury. So, you know, you get a lot of the, that like force as an offensive lineman. Uh, it's, a, it's a tough injury. Then they just lost Josh Sweat, who's a great pass rusher for them. They have the best pass rush in the league. Josh Sweat had to be, I believe, carted off. He's done for the year, you have to assume. Um, and and then there's Jalen Hurts, obviously. And then there's, there's you know, the question marks around um, some of the other position players around this team, you know. You're losing guys kind of left and right, it seems. Everyone's dealt with injuries. Goddard just got back from injury. A.J. Brown, you know, you never know when he he gets hurt. He uh, he battled he battled a couple injuries this year. 
this is one of those things where it kind of scares me away from my Eagles prediction as a Super Bowl team, just because, you know, it's one of those things they had everything together. They didn't face any adversity throughout scheduling or injury. Now down the stretch, quarterback, right tackle, one of their best pass rushers, you know, it's a lot to overcome, especially when you haven't been tested like that throughout the year. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to keep riding with them. I'm going to ride with them. Um, I will definitely, I'm definitely pushing the brakes though a little bit on the Eagles just because, you know, you know, and I'm not saying they, that you're supposed to expect them to stay healthy the entire year. Cause nobody's right. supposed to do that, but just the timing of the injuries really hurt um, losing too straight now with the chance to lose at the vision if they don't win. And if the Eagles win, so you, you never know two more points I want to make about that though, is with hurts Jalen hurts hurt. Minshew went in there, and I know you and Sal said that that you they don't think they really lost much. I think last week showed exactly last week showed why. that they did lose a lot. They yeah. that they showed a lot. That offense was non-existent. Um, Hertz is a huge, huge factor to this offense, not only for his leadership, his playmaking, but people seem to forget his run game. He, you know, Miles Sanders is a good addition to that run game, and I'm saying addition on purpose because he right. is their RB two. Right now, Jalen Hurts is their number one running back. He's averaging like 70 or something yards a game. And not only that, but he punches them in for touchdowns as well. So, you know, missing that is a huge part of this offense. There's supposed to be a run-dominant game. Now you're down without your right tackle, your lead running back, basically in Jalen Hurts. Um, It's a big loss. And I think that losing these two straight games kind of proves that, you know, it's hard to put him over Mahomes at MVP for number one, just because Mahomes has stayed healthy and he's had less uh, help as usual um, this season, you know, without Tyreek and all that, but Hertz missed those two games. And if he played, I think if he played those two games, I think he would be my MVP pick. If he played at a high level, of course, Um, I think he would be my MVP pick. Now, if he comes back this week and, has an absolutely dominant game. I think we re-enter him into that discussion and it gets closer between him and Mahomes just because he was gone for two weeks. They lost two weeks straight. Now he comes back and he has another dominant performance. Um, you got to give the guy his respect. Um, I'm still going Mahomes one hurts two. That could change if, like I said, Mahomes uh, or hurts uh, has a dominant week and, uh, and the Eagles, you know, reclaim that number yeah. one spot with the buy. So especially if Hertz just goes out there and completely rolls the Giants, just like destroys them. Oh, who are of course a playoff game and, and I a playoff team. And I do yeah. want to give you your credit here. We made a bet earlier in the year that if the Eagles made the playoffs, um, it would be water bucket. I would uh, get ice ice cold water. We tri- switched it to the uh, Orbeez gun, which uh, which <laughs> I will be receiving when we get back to school. Wait, which um, bet was that? Which was, you had the Giants making the playoffs, and I had them not making the playoffs. Oh, gotcha. So, uh, so Benny cashes out on that one. And, uh, I mean, we've got an important week of football coming up. Um, obviously, we do want to say again, DeMar Hamlin and his family, um, our thoughts and prayers go out to him. Hopefully, he recovers, full mm-hmm. recovery. And um, and it's been it's an amazing to see um, what everyone's done in support of him. His GoFundMe, I believe, was or his, his uh, toy uh, – fundraiser $2,500 I think was the goal didn't even reach it now it's at I think four over four million maybe five million dollars in donations so it's been amazing to see uh, everyone rally around them and we're we're hoping for the best absolutely uh you said it perfectly there just thoughts and prayers with Damar and obviously a situation that's much much bigger than football of course um 
that's all. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna touch in next week. Uh, maybe a double episode or a double week of episodes coming up. Uh, either this week or next week as playoff football intensifies. Um, you know, baseball Devers just got brought back. Maybe a speaking socks episode coming up soon. Oh, uh, I can smell a speaking socks episode. Aiden. I, I can, can too. Smell it. I can too. And another thing, um, we haven't even touched on the NBA much this year or NHL. So one of these episodes coming up is going to be heavy on those two sports. So uh, if you like those, make sure to subscribe, follow us everywhere. And uh, thanks for watching.